Because Oz the Great and Powerful is still in theaters at the time of this recording, the first bit of our review will be spoiler-free. You're listening to Once, episode 86, Oz the Great and Powerful Movie Review. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show Once Upon a Time. That's what we normally talk about, but today's a special episode. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Jenny. And we're here to talk about this movie, Oz the Great and Powerful, because it's another fairy tale story that we have not seen yet in Once Upon a Time. This is true. But oh, think, but it's been alluded to. Oh, yeah. Several times. Sometimes it's been alluded to, like in the episode The Doctor, they mm-hmm. alluded several times to The Wizard of Oz. Yep. And Jane Espenson, the writer of that episode, or one of the writers, said that that was partially to throw us off the trail. Yeah. Just kind of red herring. I sure hope they'll revisit the whole Oz thing, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I'm sure they will, because they've hinted at it so many times. Yes. And it's somewhere the writers want to go. But probably not this season, second season yet. There have been the flying monkey, monkeys, monkeys and uh, other things that have been throughout Once Upon a Time. So this movie uh, comes out on March 8th, 2013, and uh, it's rated PG. It's by Disney, and I think it's a very good family movie mm-hmm. overall. It's very clean. Yeah. You know, we went to watch Jack the Giant Slayer, and yes. we did our review of that as well. And that was really action-packed, more of a older child or teenager to yeah, adult movie. I can see that. This I, was more fun. It was more oh, yeah. geared towards young children. It was kind of silly. It was fun and whimsical. Mm-hmm. The dialogue was simple enough mm-hmm. and silly enough at many times yeah. that a kid could understand. So if you're going there as just an adult watching it, and you might be thinking... This is just, this sounds childish. Why? Well, I mean, we enjoyed it. Yeah. We enjoyed it. It's it's enjoyable for adults too, I believe. It is more silly than, you know, serious movies, <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> so this is a prequel to the traditional Wizard of Oz story. So we get to see how did the wizard get there? How did the witches become the way they are? I enjoyed the way they did this. <laughs> yeah. It was clever. Yeah, and it, it's really beautiful too it starts out in black and white Mm -hmm. and not only black and white but the aspect ratio of the video was almost square like the original movies really were yeah oh it starts out in 1906 in kansas yeah because they said they were in kansas yes yeah and And the uh, main character's name is oscar (laughs) and he goes by oz he's a magician actually he calls, yeah, he's a, a magician, but he calls himself a carnival magician. Yeah. So he's he's a cheap magician. Magician. <laughs> <laughs> magician. But then that comes into play when he goes to Oz where people are expecting a wizard. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminds me of how in our world today, we're not so inclined to call something magic because we have technology and we're very familiar with technology. But if we took our modern technology 
into the world 100 or 200 years ago, they would call it magic. Mm -hmm. Because to them, it seems like magic. But today, we just know it as this is the way it works. This technology. technology. Yeah. Modern technology. Mm -hmm. Yep. So a really fun movie. I think there was only one curse word. Really? That I remember. I should start counting them. once. When we go to reviews, I should start counting. Well, I wasn't really trying to count, but I did at one point, I just noticed, I think I only heard one cuss word through this entire movie. Hmm. I mean, there there are, yeah, there's peril, peril, there is um, fighting, there's There's some... Spookiness. Yeah. And... Silly spookiness. A little bit of slight provocativeness, but not over the top. Um, oh yeah, su- slight seduction ishness. It was, it was suggestive. Yeah, suggestively seductive. Yeah, but not like it was overly blatantly right seductive. And then some of the creatures could be a little intimidating looking. Yeah, uh, the baboons. And there were a couple of times where things popped out at you mm-hmm. and made loud noises. But I, I really liked how they took us to before the story. Like so many things are doing that. Like also the Maleficent movie is coming out next year, which we'll get to review that as well. I can't wait. And that's the story of Maleficent before she became Maleficent. And all of these stories showing us the story before the story. And Once Upon a Time is so much about that as well. So we had a fun time with this movie and we got to see it in 3D. As I mentioned in our Jack the Giant Slayer review, I'm not a fan of 3D movies, although as we're recording this episode, we're doing it in front of a live audience of a few of our loyal listeners, and we're wearing our 3D glasses. <laughs> well, I took the, the 3D part out of my 3D <laughs> glasses. I'm just wearing the frames. Well, because they're stylish, special collector's edition yeah, they, they are. little they're frames. S- special glasses. But what did you think about the 3D of Oz the Great and Powerful? I didn't think it was especially... Um, it wasn't necessary for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't special. I mean, it, it was it was cool, but it wasn't. I think it could have done without. I think we could have done without going to the 3D. They did do some really cool things at the very beginning when it was black and white. They didn't have dirt flying. That's what was missing <laughs> for me. They did have flying water, <laughs> but they had because the uh, the image was cropped to almost a square and uh-huh. we're used to seeing widescreen yeah. images because it was cropped to almost a square every now and then in this black and white world at the very beginning something would splash or fly and it out- would actually come out of that square so it really gave the impression that it was a bit more three-dimensional to me i felt like it mm. because it was to us it was leaving the picture Hmm. And actually coming outside of the picture. Yeah, there were but some But that's cool because they like made that. the picture smaller. That was that, There were some cool moments like that. Some things that flew in your face and, yeah, and startled you sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. But it wasn't my favorite 3D movie to watch. There were points where I was trying to figure out, now, who is that witch? Who is that person supposed to be? Who? Wh- wh- where does this fit in? <laughs> but it is very clear this is a prequel to Wizard of Oz, so... You won't get stuck trying to figure out where Dorothy is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I love how magical and colorful they made Oz. They did. They did. They made it like wonder. I thought it was, I, I kept thinking, wow, this is awfully lot like, like Wonderland. Mm-hmm. 
because it was just it was cool like they had plants that were like bells and they had they had others they had reeds that sounded like like little pipe flutes and they mm-hmm. had I mean, it's just magical it's magical yeah it, it was a lot of fun the whole message behind the movie seemed to be when when we believe anything is possible that was that was pretty much the central theme of the movie the whole movie Mm-hmm. And they did. Did you? I just, I just opened IMDb, and I, I started seeing some characters that they used the same actors for. Did you notice that? Well, I know that the one of the significant characters, yes, was used twice. Yeah, and oh, yeah, they yeah, have I quite see. a few yeah, that a they reused. Them, which we'll, we'll, we can mention those in our spoilers. Okay. We don't want to spoil anything okay, for you. Just... We will bring the podcast to a point pausing point and then move on with our spoilers so don't worry we're not gonna just sprout those on you all right yeah i liked that and also i think we got to see a transformation of oz's character like character qualities that at the beginning he was lacking some character he was a player some morale he was a yeah, player and then by the end we <laughs> see how everything changes him and how yes he also starts to believe yeah he grew up before our eyes. <laughs> well, I didn't grow up. He just, he got smarter, wiser. <laughs> and I really, I really loved um, some of the things that they used from like, like, like the storybook, the, the, the storybook version that we know. I love how they incorporated some things that we know, a lot of things that we knew. And there are some new things, a lot of new things. Mm. So there was some old and there was some new, familiar and new. It was fun. I loved it. I love I love it when when people stay consistent to the story that they're basing the and, movie on. And the visuals were fantastic as well. Getting to see the Emerald City, getting to see the different parts of uh, of Oz, like the Dark Forest or Chinatown, or or getting all a close up look at the poppy field. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling sleepy You're now. Very sleepy. <laughs> but yeah, those were great aspects of this. So just before we get to our spoiler-based review discussion, I want to play for you some of the soundtrack that was composed by Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman works a lot with Tim Burton and other people who produce these kind of zany, uh, fantastical movies. And this... Uh, soundtrack is also very fun and I think communicates a lot of the kind of playfulness of this movie and its approach to the Wizard of Oz story. So here's a short sample from Danny Elfman's soundtrack for Oz the Great and Powerful. So if you'd like to, you can go to oncepodcast.com slash 86, and we'll have links there where you can purchase the soundtrack. And once Oz the Great and Powerful comes out on DVD and Blu-ray, we'll also have links over there in the show notes for you to be able to purchase the Blu-ray and DVD of Oz the Great and Powerful if you'd like to own it. We'd love to hear what you thought of the movie if you get the chance to see it. So please comment on the show notes over at oncepodcast.com 
slash 86. Now, before we also move into our spoiler uh, discussion, please remember that on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, that's 7 p.m. Central, we have our live chat during the episode of Once Upon a Time. And then 15 minutes afterwards, so at 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus five, we do our live initial reactions at onespodcast.com slash live. So we hope you'll join us for that and save our feedback information for contacting us with your theories after you see the next episode of Once Upon a Time. You can email feedback at onespodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or go to onespodcast.com and click on the send a voice message link on your computer or iOS device. So let's now discuss Oz the Great and Powerful, including some plot spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled, then stop the podcast now. You won't hear anything. You won't miss anything else. Or if you don't mind being spoiled or you've already seen the movie, then go ahead and keep listening. Let's get into this. Okay. So at the beginning, I was confused about the witches. Like I was thinking, wait, where's where's the Wicked Witch of the West? Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, all the witches were good. Or it seemed good yeah all the witches seemed good although there was that one named ella evanora was that her name yes evanora and she was in a green dress and i automatically thought oh she's very pretty and she seems nice but then when the wizard left she wasn't so nice so i was like (laughs) there's something going on there but we still hadn't met the other witch at that point and we were all led to believe that that the exiled witch was the bad one Yeah, which turned out to be the good one. The only good one. Yeah, Glinda the Good. I mean, with a name like that, of course she's going to be the good one. Yeah, and she's Glinda. (laughs) Yeah, so this this had me trying to remember the original Wizard of Oz story because I was trying to remember there was a good witch and there was the Wicked Witch of the West. But then I also remembered... And there was the Wicked Witch of the East. But there was a witch that Dorothy killed when she came to Oz. That was the Wicked Witch of the East. Would that have been that would have Evanora? It had to have been because be, no, no, no. Yeah, it was Evanora. Okay. So I kept I kept expecting Dorothy to come crashing out of the sky at any moment <laughs> and kill Evanora. <laughs> but I was thinking she doesn't have her striped socks on. She doesn't have her ruby slippers. <laughs> <laughs> so we see um, the Wicked Witch of the West before she's wicked at the yeah, beginning. She's we do, and she's lovely. And like, all the witches are lovely. <laughs> They're beautiful. And all are objects that um, Oz or Oscar, as a player, does this thing with the music box that he gives like every girl that he likes a music box. Yeah, and he's like, "This is my, this was my grandmother's." <laughs> I think she'd want you to have it. <laughs> Which, at the very end of the movie, when Oz was handing out the gifts to his little group of trusted people, I was expecting one of the gifts to be a music box, but it to be to someone that he's not romantically interested in. But like maybe the tinkerer, like, I think you would enjoy playing with this kind of thing. Or, oh, you mean at the end? Yes, at the very end of the movie. Huh. Um, so the whole reason that the Wicked Witch of the West turned wicked, Theodora, was her name, was because she fell in love with Oz. Rather quickly. Yeah. and Apparently she'd never seen another man before. <laughs> and she was all like, we're going to get married, we're going to live together and rule the kingdom rule the together. Kingdom. And he he's very noncommittal because we saw yeah. that in the black and white world. He's but slick. Yeah. He's, he's slick. got girlfriends everywhere 
and he yeah. won't commit to any one of them, even those that he genuinely likes. Yeah. What would have been awesome to see is in the beginning when he was in Candace, Kansas, is if he had met Emily, who actually turned out to be Auntie M. Mm. And and she hadn't married Henry yet. So it, it just I would have loved to have seen that. Unfortunately, we yeah. didn't. There could still be a connection there that maybe we'll see later, but I I don't know if they would do that because it starts out in 1906 mm-hmm. and Wizard of Oz takes place in kind of the 1930s, right? 1930s or 1920s. I have no idea. But basically, at least I would say probably about at least 20 years later. Yeah. After this. But the girl that the like the special girl from Kansas that he spoke to, mm-hmm. her name was Annie. And while I was watching the movie, I thought, Annie M. But no, Annie, it's Auntie, not Annie. (laughs) And Dorothy calls her Auntie. Ah, okay. But that's Michelle Williams, who then also plays Glinda inside of I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't even see that. Yeah, and there's, there's another character that is used in both Kansas and... Oz, and that's the China girl, ends up being the voice of the girl we saw in a wheelchair at one of the carnivals. And and that was cool, that connection there, because at the carnival, the girl, after seeing the wizard do these awesome illusions, Uh she was like, make me walk. And the way he dismisses it kind of is so terrible. Yeah. But um, then she ends up being the little China girl. girl. Yeah. did you expect Chinatown to actually be China? Like teapots, tea kettles, I've, teacups? I um, I didn't see that one coming because I don't remember anything about a Chinatown being in Oz. Yeah, I didn't remember that either, but that was really, was really neat. cool. All the characters were made out of China. Yeah, and he was able to help this little China girl mm. who was it, was... it was just cool that they used the same girl for the wheelchair and the China girl. So I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. And the first time that Oz saw Glinda, because she was the same actress who also played Annie, Mm -hmm. which was the one girl, it seemed like the one girl he might have actually loved back in Kansas, but she said, someone else asked me to marry him. Yeah. And he didn't respond. It was as if she was saying, here's a chance for you to win me. Yeah. She was giving him every opportunity to... To um to stop this engagement, like she was saying stuff like, what should I tell this man who is wanting to marry me? Because <laughs> she said she would think about it. So that's why when he saw Glinda, he was, he, he he was, was kind of sad. Confused he was and- sad that Annie, he was, you could tell that he was kind of sad that Annie was going to get married. Mm-hmm. But he was not committal, so yeah. he didn't want to do anything about it. But then it ends up that he and Glinda you know, fall in love with each other. Yeah, they hit it off. Other. They did. I like how we got to see um, a different side of Oz, really, or more of Oz Mm -hmm. than just the Yellow Brick Road and the Emerald City. Yeah. And we got to see little hints at the upcoming Wizard of Oz uh, story, which they'll probably do also. They'll make a sequel to this prequel. Then, um, so we see stuff like Straw Men or the, um, the Scarecrows being made. Yeah. Uh, and they were actually tin men, tin man, tin men as well. Tin. Yes. Because they were, they had to be held up. Yeah. 
and they were um, robots. We saw a lion. Yeah, we did. I think that was a cowardly lion. You think so? I oh. do because he called him a coward. And yeah, because and the, Oz, and the lion Oz scared it away with uh-huh. just a little bit of poof, poof, some uh, <laughs> just uh, some like gunpowder and smoke kind of thing magicians I ex- use. I expected the Winky Soldiers, which I don't know why they're called that. They're they're the the evil witches mm-hmm. soldiers. I expected them to go like oh yo yo like they do in the movie, but they weren't. They were just going like, huh. Uh, when they're walking, I I was like, when are they? When's that gonna happen? When are they gonna start doing their oh yo 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 thing? <laughs> there was only one flying monkey. But I have a, I have a theory about that. A theory? I, I, a theory. I wasn't expecting us to have theories. I have a <laughs> so theory it's your about theory. that. This is a bonus. I think since the flying baboons were uh, trapped. They were tricked into going into the the poppy field, which means eternal sleep. Mm-hmm. I think that they died out, and the monkeys were what uh, they had, to, okay. what the evil witch had hmm. to use instead of the baboons. Baboons were really scary. Yeah. <laughs> I was really glad to see them gone. <laughs> but that's my theory. The I think that they didn't make. Theodora or the Wicked Witch of the West ugly enough. I felt like, oh, what's her name? Um, Evanora. I felt like Evanora was ugly enough. She was hideous. Oh, at the end. At the end, yeah, yeah she was yeah, hideous. She, she looked like a witch. Like she, she looked like an old crone. Yeah, she lost her magic thing her, that kept her pretty. I guess her pendant, and, and maybe even gave her magic in the first place because she couldn't fly after that. The monkeys, the baboons, flying baboons, had to carry her off. Oh yeah, but yeah, she that was looked really like, ugly. That was probably equate to Glinda's wand. Mm-hmm. Like they all had like a source of their power. Yeah. Where was where was Theodora's? Hers was in her temper, right? Um, yeah. She didn't actually have an object, right? Because I at first I thought maybe it was her hat, but. Uh, I think she used magic without wearing her hat at times. Yeah, it wasn't really it, obvious that she had an object. It was a lot of fun to see um, the Wicked Witch of the West go from like saying, why would I use a broom to fly? To then later she uses yeah, it. Like, you want a like, broom? <laughs> yeah. Here's my broom. <laughs> I was almost expecting something like motorcycle revving up sounds when she'd get on the broom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, they... I don't think they made her ugly enough after she transformed. Mm-hmm. She was green, and yeah, they changed was. her nose, made it kind of and the her hook chin. Shape, they made her, her pointy. But I love the actress they used for her. Um, She's amazing. Yeah, that was uh, Mila Kunis. I know her from that '70s show, and she's just perfect because she was always kind of the bratty girlfriend from that '70s <laughs> show. So she's perfect <laughs> for this role, and she's absolutely gorgeous. So she was great for a beautiful witch, but then she had that attitude that mm. she could bring out that would make her seem more witchy, <laughs> which she did really well. We saw uh, the tinkers. The that wasn't that wasn't in the that was something new to okay. me. The tinkers were new. I just knew of the munchkins, the, the lion, the tin man, the scarecrow, the horse of a different color, which they showed, which mm. was awesome. And just Oz and the witches, everything was familiar ex- except for the tinkers really? and okay. and like the townspeople. 
Who were they? I forget. Um, they were, I think, farmers. Yeah. Yeah, none of them were very good at fighting, which... But they weren't allowed to. Oh, yeah. They weren't, they weren't allowed to kill. They weren't allowed to kill, but no killing had to happen. Like, mm-hmm. you have a con man, you can scare people away who don't really understand modern technology. And yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's what's cool. Like I mentioned before our spoilers split there, uh, that he took his technology, in a sense, to this world that doesn't have technology and... He made them think it was magic, stuff like smoke and mirrors and projectors and um, mechanical things and all of this. And I like the little twist at the end of making everyone think that he had died as a selfish person flying away in his balloon Mm -hmm. with all the gold. Yeah, he said that this was going to be his biggest trick ever. (laughs) And it was. I thought I thought he was just going to be. I thought he was just going to desert them. It almost seemed a bit Star Wars-like because of Obi-Wan Kenobi has said something like, strike me down and I will be more powerful than ever before. Yeah. And he said in here, because uh, uh, he, because he was killed, he was now more powerful. And the way that they did it and showed you kind of behind the curtain aspect yes. of how the wizard became the wizard was yes. awesome. They explained the broom and they explained... They explained the smoke, like mm-hmm. that whole, the, all the theatrics that the guy went through to be the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And then they it gave us hints at brilliant. some of these other characters that come up in the Wizard of Oz, like the Tin Man, the, 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 the Scarecrow. Because they, yeah. they used Scarecrows and they used Tin Mans in fighting off the witches. Mm. They had to get rid of the monkeys somehow. <laughs> so they used the Scarecrows <laughs> and yeah. the Tin Men to do that yeah, it was really clever and, and we saw the cowardly lion so we got to see everybody we knew there was even a little bit of, except dorothy yeah even a little and toto that's well toward toto's with dorothy <laughs> even a little bit of a batman feel to one thing because uh, at some point he said that uh, the wizard said Something like, maybe I'm not the wizard you were expecting, but I can be the wizard you need. Which reminded me from Batman. <laughs> oh, of, yeah. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not the hero Gotham wants, but the hero Gotham deserves. Or needs, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm the wizard of Oz. I'm wondering if Glenda's kisses are magical. Because she kissed him mm-hmm. on, the, on the head. And she said, for your protection, just in case. So I'm just wondering. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. It didn't. It didn't. I'm thinking they're going to make a sequel to this. Well, yeah, a sequel to the prequel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking they're going to, they're going to do a sequel and they're going to include Dorothy and all this. And they're going to, they're going to finish the story and it'll, it'll be great because it's, it's their style. And then maybe they'll make a another movie after that yeah oz after dorothy returning to oz or something like that. dorothy the low and unpowerful (laughs) (laughs) dorothy in kansas post oz oz returns home i don't know we could you know go all kinds of ways with that i love how glinda said i don't need bubbles bubbles are just for show (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the other thing that struck me that was kind of Batman-like in this 
was the master tinker was a black guy that sounded a little bit oh, he did. like um, You're right. Morgan Freeman he in did. Batman. And even some of the dialogue between Oz and the master tinker reminded me of what Bruce Wayne would say to uh, his assistant, mm-hmm. um, uh, Morgan Freeman's character. I can't remember his I name. I can't remember either. But it, it was very, very similar. And maybe that was intentional. Maybe not. Well, it might have been intentional because Disney now owns Marvel. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was a little bit. Lucius Fox. There Thank you, you go. Rick Rack from the chat room uh, pointed that out for me. Nice. Uh, what what else stood out about this? Um, they They talked about they have nothing to fear when they believe. And when they believe, anything is possible. Yeah. I really enjoyed the actors they picked mm. for for this movie because James Franco has sort of a nonchalant way of acting. Yeah. His style is kind of like, uh, he's just, I can't explain it, but he's perfect for this role. And Mila Kunis, she is really good as the Adora. I love her. And Rachel, oh, what's her last Wise. name? Wises. Wises. She's from The Mummy, isn't she? Yes. I, 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 I really enjoy watching her. And I... I don't really know who Michelle Williams is. I haven't seen anything with her in it. But I really enjoyed all the actors that they cast for this movie. It was mm. just a good movie. Well cast. Michelle Williams was in Dawson's Creek. The old TV show from the ah, 90s. See, I, I never saw that. that, but I was just looking at her IMDb profile to see what else she was in. Yeah. She made a good um, Glenda. She's beautiful. She was magical. So it was a fun movie, and I think if you're between seeing Jack the Giant Slayer and Oz the Great and Powerful, I would say, I want to hear what you think, Jenny, how people should decide which one to see if they're between them. But here's the way I would suggest. If you have kids, and if you want to watch a family movie, go see Oz the Great and Powerful. If you have teenagers, you want to watch something a bit more action-packed. And more like hero and rah and action. And and a bit more mystery to it. And killing and 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 humor that's not silly just humor good clean humor yeah then go see um jack the giant slayer yeah i agree no. okay you know i agree anything to add to that nope, that's and good. if you want to hear our review of jack the giant slayer and you haven't heard it already then go over to oncepodcast.com slash 83 to check that out and comment there if you want to mention what you thought of jack the giant slayer and tell us what you think about oz the Great and Powerful, by commenting on our show notes at onespodcast.com slash 86. And we'd love for you to subscribe to us in iTunes, leave ratings and reviews for us as we normally review Once Upon a Time. This is a special bonus episode. We're squeezing in between a couple other podcast episodes to get this out in time and early for you to know about this fun movie. But Please leave ratings and reviews by going to oncepodcast.com slash iTunes. You can join our forums, talk about Once Upon a Time and other stuff in our forums over at oncepodcast.com. And everything else, all the ways to connect with us are at oncepodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. And I'm Jenny. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. And for our friend Jeremy Laughlin, who's normally with us, you can follow him at twitter.com slash Fleegon. That's spelled, by the way, (laughs) P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And until next time, remember, never break the heart of a witch. 
Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.